I'm Dave. I'm William. And this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. So this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. And I'm William. Once again, we're talking with Ryan Redding from DPMarketing.Services an HVAC and plumbing agency. He does the same thing we do, except for we're kind of like a catch-all. We'll take anybody. He says, look, I'm not interested in you unless you are in these spaces and you meet these criteria. And he talks about the criteria for the clients that he takes on. He's very detail-oriented in regard to who he works with and who he takes on into the ship. Um, And that's because of the success rate that he has, and he can do that. And so today, he's going to talk to us about the conversion funnel. Listening to him talk for the last couple of days about this conversion funnel, I thought, you know what? This is stuff that we both learned in our MBA, but he's bringing a fresh perspective to it. And I know a lot of you out there want to hear what he has to say about the conversion funnel. So this is my first question to you. What do we need to know about it, and why do we need to care about the conversion funnel? Yeah, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. If you don't know what the conversion funnel is, it's really just a way to think about your customers as they go through a decision towards buying anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be buying a new tricycle for their daughter or finding a new doctor for a neighborhood they just moved into. This is basically just, it's helping us understand the process that people don't make decisions quickly. They don't make them in a bubble. They make them over time and things can influence the decisions we make. So at its core, that's kind of what it is. But really to answer your question, I would say the reason that people really want to know and need to know and understand the conversion funnels as a whole is to understand where you're looking, what things are you measuring, what's the important result, and knowing that not every tool is going to be effective to reaching people at different points in the funnel. Okay, so let me let me back this up here. So there's a top and a bottom part of the funnel. You, I guess you've we should seen talk. you drawing it out. Yeah, we should talk about the funnel, I guess, huh? And if you're not looking it up, I want if if you're not out there looking it up and you should, tell us what the top side is. Sure. So let's let's first up, let's imagine you got a piece of paper and we're gonna draw just an upside down pyramid, right? So it's like it's standing on the pointy part, the flat part is at the top. So it's a giant funnel, right? We're gonna divide that funnel into four broad categories, like horizontal lines. So the top section of the funnel is where people come in. This is called awareness. Now, awareness is really simple. It's just people can't buy from you if they don't know you exist. (laughs) That's it, that's all it is. Simple. Awareness. The next step of the funnel, just below the awareness, is what's gonna be called interest. Interest is, oh cool, I'm in the market for a new bike or whatever. Uh, Great, I'll keep you in mind. That's it. Next section of the funnel, preference. Now, preference is a valuable spot, so I always tell people this way. I've got, uh, I know you and I both have kids that are young. Mine are a little bit older than yours. My kid's preference is that we drive five miles to get to the closest McDonald's versus go one mile to the Whataburger that's right by our house with arguably better hamburgers, right? Uh, no if doubt. Anyone listening to this from McDonald's, I'm sorry. Uh, I do prefer the Whataburgers. Um, they probably do too. They probably do too. <laughs> Uh, preference is powerful because it determines where the dollar goes. Mm. Even if it's less convenient, even if it costs you a little bit more, what you prefer can ultimately influence the next part of the funnel, which is conversion. Okay. Now, conversion at its most simple is a dollar changing hands. 
you might, especially if you're in digital marketing, you might use conversion for different points of the process. You might call it for, hey, this person submitted a form online, or this person watched a video, and those are all fair. But for the sake of understanding the funnel, we're really talking about a dollar changing hands, a customer's making a buying decision. So at its core, like that's that's kind of the pieces of the funnel. Do people enter the funnel only from the top? Nope. No, yeah. Uh, they can, like, if you're in a college textbook course, yeah, they'll, they'll always enter the top. But in the real world, it doesn't happen. <laughs> That's great. People enter from the sides. They enter from the middle. They might recycle back. They might hang out in a part of the funnel for a long time before they go to the next stage. Mm -hmm. um, so what's really important to understand about the funnel is that every industry is going to be unique on how people in that funnel move. Right? So, like, for example, I didn't mean to cut you off. My no, customers... Uh, again, we only work with HVAC and plumbing contractors. So those customers who need a plumber or need an HVAC guy out to their house, their funnel process is very short, right? Like we always tell people like, you don't just- It's emergency. Around. Yeah, it's, they've got a problem. Got a problem. They're not sitting on their couch, sipping a Mai Tai going, hey, I wonder what the next HVAC contractor is in my neighborhood. I'm going to research one because one day I might need one. They don't do it. They don't do it. They only go, crap, it's 100 degrees uh, in the summer, my house is hot, I need help now. So they enter at conversion is what you're saying. They, they enter at the bottom of the funnel. Okay, got right? it. They, they've gone all the way through, they're making a decision. There, there are exceptions to that, but for the sake of this example, right? I gotcha. That's how fast they move through. Nice. And they're going to make a decision on a website in less than 30 seconds. So you've given us an example of where people, uh, according to the textbook, right? They all enter sure. at the top. Sure. Awareness, interest, preference. You've given us a, a solid example where they do not. They enter the side bottom near the conversion funnel. Talk to us about the bottom side of the funnel and tell me if customers can even enter in at the bottom side of the funnel. Yeah, so bottom's weird. So so if you were drawing this, and I'm sure nobody was because who draws anymore. <laughs> but so if you're drawing this upside down pyramid, it actually, the funnel keeps going. There's a couple of different models, but for the sake of this conversation, it's important to know that after the conversion process, after it's a customer, they then have the option to become a loyal customer they can even keep going and become like an evangelist. Like these are the crazy people who maybe always wear a certain logoed shirt or hat or buy everything that a company produces. Yeah, so maybe it's a sports team or maybe it's like an Apple product. I just, he said, yeah, cause I showed him my Oklahoma City Thunder hat. Yeah. I wear every day. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever watched them play once. Yeah, that saddens, that saddens me. I'm a football guy, I like real sports. Um, <laughs> so we have- Go KU. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh, so, so you have the bottom of the funnel where, especially in service industries where people's trust with these brands might be low. Plumbers are a great example. Lawyers are a great example. Okay. Car salesmen are a great example. People tend to not have warm, fuzzy feelings about a car dealer. Okay. Right? If you can get them bottom of the funnel, if they can become loyal to you, leave you a great review on Facebook, become back and become repeat customers, there's a lot of lifetime value in that particular customer, but really their magic is how they influence other people's buying decisions. So, okay, so thinking from a marketers, at the various stages of the conversion funnel, things will convert at different rates, mm. right? So if you wanna go to the top of the funnel. Awareness. Awareness. Okay. Let's say a billboard. 
a billboard's conversion rate is going to be in the ballpark of 10,000 to 1. Which I call share of mind. I hear you always saying awareness. I I've typically used the word share of mind. Low conversion, can't measure the conversion. It Very difficult and really comes down to an error with like our point of last attribution. Right? And, and so, so I've even heard you say, uh, and billboard 10,000 to 1. Yep. Conversion funnel 10 to 1. 10 to 1 on the whole funnel. I have to have 10 billboards across my city. You have to have 10 billboards or 10 impressions on one billboard to get one paying customer at the bottom of the funnel. Oh my God. So at some point you're just running math, right? That becomes why a marketer has to earn their keep is they're running the math. And if you, if you don't understand like what a marketer does, it's optimizing these ratios, mm, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So bottom of the funnel though, let's say personal referral, those convert almost always at one-to-one. -one. So 10,000 to one at the top, one-to-one. -one. What are some examples in, the, what are some of the ratios in the middle? Like sure. if they jump in at say interest or preference? Sure, so let's say like a website. A website's a great one. It says that they're at least in the process of being interested or preferred. Website's gonna be converting about 250 to one. Social media, a little bit higher than that's gonna be about 500 to one. Hmm. So at the various stages, direct mail right now is somewhere between 1,000 and 1,200 to one. So at all these various different stages, you have these different, these different conversion rates and they stack up with the funnel, right? So you would never use a billboard for a bottom of the funnel marketing mix right. ever. It's, it exists only at the top where you need to maximize that input. But things that are great at bottom of the funnel are be things like AdWords, loyalty programs, uh, Online reputation is a big deal, especially if you're like restaurants. Word of mouth, reviews, yep. all of these. Those things go big deal. So now going back to like customers who've gone through the funnel, they're happy, they leave a review. Those people are more likely to influence other people to choose your product, good, service, whatever it is, more than any other sort of marketing. <laughs> so, so fun fact, if you are stretched on your budgets, focus on the bottom of the funnel about keeping people happy, loyal, talking about you. Because your dollar will influence more direct conversions if you took that same budget and threw it at radio or TV or billboards or something like that. So I think um, what I'm hearing you say in my mind is that when you see competitors jump into a new market, that's why you see them blow tons and tons of money on AdWords very quickly. Yep. And so that they can get in, get the conversions running, get the, assuming you have your product down, your product fits already, a franchise, a prime sure. example, franchisee, sure. yeah. they already know how to make happy customers. Yep. We're not going to get in and sink the boat quickly because we're going to get a bunch of customers to give us ones. We're going to get in and get a bunch of fives, spend a bunch of money, get a bunch of fives, and just, just keep a cycle going. Keep going. And it works. It works every time. And so, um, so when we're talking about measurements or handles, at the bottom of the funnel. When I was a franchisee of a large franchise, uh, I used to be a carpet clean, I used to own a carpet cleaning company in Dallas and San Francisco. There were a couple handles, and, and when I've sp spoken to you, you've said, look, these are bottom of the conversion handles. They make sense. W one of them was, they. so this franchiser gave us three handles. They said, one, watch your net promoter score. A and the net promoter score is one question. How, how likely are you to recommend us? One to sure. ten. Yeah. And making sure it's above a certain number. Two was uh, organic sales. When your tech gets to the home, they need to be over 20% of additional sales because that was going to help cash flow. And so if we had a tech that wasn't above 20 or 30%, we had to get a new tech. And the other third one was reviews, making sure you're getting four and five star reviews. And so these are handles at the bottom of the funnels, of the funnel and the conversion point. Can you give us some examples of handles up near awareness that we might 
need to be paying attention to? Yeah, so the point of handles, if, if somebody hasn't used this sort of language or thought about in this way, it's really making sure that we're measuring is the marketing that we're doing working and we're measuring it appropriate to that part of the funnel, right? That's kind of what we're trying to do. We don't want to go out and say, we put up a billboard and then we magically expect our cash register to start ringing, <laughs> right? Because that's just not how it works. So if you're at the top of the funnel, so your awareness, the things that you're going to be looking for are going to be reach, frequency, impressions. Uh, as marketers, this is how many unique people are we reaching? How often are we reaching them? Shares? Shares could be part of that. Okay. Some of the channels might change the language on how they actually change the language. Uh, but if you're looking at like a traditional mass marketer, like if you're uh, if you do stuff at, with radio or TV, uh, they're always going to be talking about reach, frequency, and impressions, right? And yep. and the dollar that they'll try to quantify that with is like a CPM, like a cost per thousand. Mm -hmm. uh, fun fact: If guys don't know, M is the Roman numeral for thousand. So CPM stands for cost per thousand. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. I was like, cost per million? Yeah, so M is Thank for you. a thousand. Um, so that's how they'll quantify it, is to, hey, to reach 100,000 people with this one radio ad, it costs X. Uh, yeah, I've heard, I've been in those conversations. Right? It, which by itself sounds, that's amazing. I can reach the whole state and the next state, but and I'm only local. You're <laughs> Until you realize that people need to see something seven times before they notice it once. Yeah. So you're talking about seven of those to stack up to one actual meaningful impression. That's expensive. Yeah, it starts, if you have great budgets, if you have a, a national franchise is a great example, if you have a marketing system that's already ready to go to deploy, yeah. your product, your good, your service, your, your machine of a business is ready to go, great, great tool, especially for commodity products. Uh, but for a lot of guys who are starting up, it's just unattainable and it's difficult to measure. But those are going to be your anchors. Like to go back to what you're saying, those are the metrics you're looking for, your handles. Middle of the funnel might be something else. Like if you're doing Facebook, it's engagement, activity, likes. Hmm. How many times are people interacting with your brand, your, your business, your service? Uh, what's the general uh, feeling? Like are they pissed off? Are they happy? Like what's the sort of engagement like, especially like if you're a, let's say like a restaurant, like a local restaurant, not a national franchise, but just a local downtown burger joint. Those are great cues to figure out, are you doing good? Are you doing good service? Are you wowing your customers? Are they likely to refer someone else? Those are the anchors you use. Ultimately, like if you, if time is no factor, right? You can pass forward out and say, hey, those things have influenced your sales. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have a really hard time directly attributing how many comments on Facebook to a cash register ring for a lot of businesses. So I've heard you say um, marketing, it's, it's omni-channel. We're, omni. we're, ju we're juggling multiple balls at once. So conversion funnel gets a little bit trickier. Um, but then I was cracking a joke with you and I said, um, and you said, look, in any metric in isolation is bad. Always. And I said, well, any marketing technique, what if I use, if, if a ball is a marketing technique or a channel I'm spending money in, what if I'm just jumping in and I get a billboard, I use one tool, one marketing technique, and you said, dumb. I said, stupid. okay, okay, all right. What if I do two? Dumb, less dumb, but still, it's pretty stupid. And what if I do three? Oh, okay, you might be starting to get somewhere. So, so omni-channel marketing—it's—it's it's tough. The conversion funnel—we've got multiple balls in the air. If we're jugglers, 
we're juggling many balls. I, you know, I've looked at it as four, five, and six. It could be. And so do you think that that is industry-specific, yes. seasonal? Absolutely. Yeah, all of the above. All of the above. Right. So every industry is going to have its own seasonality. But the way you do those mixes, so let's talk about retailers. They're naturally going to focus their advertising budgets at the last quarter of a year, right? Hmm. Which is maybe in the middle of their fiscal calendar, but they're looking at trying to maximize the Christmas sales. So they are not going to be running their full mix all year round. They're going to be keeping their budget in the tank so that once October hits and everyone starts thinking about Christmas, they've got room to maneuver. And then they're going to be hitting you on every, they're going to be on radio, they're going to be on TV, they're going to be on billboard, they're going to be in your direct mail, they're going to be in your email box, they're going to be hitting you on every sort of channel. You can't run. You can't. But that's why they do that, right? They're making sure that wherever you have an ear or wherever you have an eyeball, that their name, their special, their limited time offer is right in front of you because that's the incentive you're going for. So today we talked about conversion funnel and I'm, I'm getting a sense I need to have you back on here to talk about marketing mix. Fun. Isn't it fun? That's, That's such awesome. a great conversation. Um, so let me just remind you that, you know, this is Ryan. He runs an HVAC and plumbing agency and he's international. His, his, his uh, business is international. He's a recent book author. What's the name of the book? Yeah, it's, I literally wrote the book on digital marketing for plumbing and HVAC. It's actually the title of the book. The book on digital marketing for plumbing and HVAC contractors. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. SEO friendly. <laughs> and so, you know, this guy honestly didn't just write it as a joke. This stuff spill, spills out of every pore. Um, if I look at myself as an SEO analyst, I look at this guy as a marketing genius. And so if you have questions for him, how do we find you? Yeah, just hit us at our website, dpmarketing.services. And if you've got questions for our team, Nozak Consulting, you can reach me at william at nozakconsulting.com. Once again, this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast.